This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine. And it's back to the big well of stuff that I bought at Comic-Con for right. this like this week's reviews. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's like if you looked at you know, if you looked at the list I, I had, then you'll probably notice that there was one series that I bought more volumes of than any other. It's like that was um, Knights of the Old Republic, Star, yeah. Star Wars tie-in published by Dark Horse, which is based on the video game. So... No, my logic would tend to dictate that, you know, it's a licensed spinoff of a licensed spinoff. Uh-huh. So, a uh, return should, in theory, be setting in um, pretty quickly. But um, I've had a buddy of mine um, talk up the series for, um, for like the past year or so, and I did enjoy the uh, tie-in issues um, that, were, that were collected in the uh, Vector crossover, which they, Dark Horse like, tied in all, their, all four of their ongoing Star Wars titles at the time, too. Uh-huh. So, I figured, hey, you know, it's like, but the best way to jump into this is to um, just uh, go to Comic-Con, find them all, find a lot of them in the half-off bins, and then go from there. Okay, now, the story, now the story um, doesn't, isn't, isn't an adaptation or a direct tie-in to the uh, Knights of the Old Republic video game, which, for my money, is the uh, best um, Star Wars movie released since Empire. It's, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely fantastic storytelling. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend you do. John, have you played it? No, I have not. Okay, well, highly rec- release, yeah. you highly recommend that I do. <laughs> I highly recommend you do if they ever release, like, if they can ever negotiate a downloadable version for Xbox Live or something. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but still, um, this this version they got here is, is pre- essentially a prequel. It takes place a couple years um, before the events of the video game, and while you will see familiar, familiar characters, it doesn't focus on them. The uh, main main character of the series is a um, young Jedi Padawan named Zane Carrick, who... Um, Basically, kind of defines the term likably pathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, yeah, he means he means well. He always tries to do the right thing, but he just doesn't have the, uh, the skills in order to pull pull off his like pull, pull off like any any spectacular feats of daring do or um, Jedi mind tricks. For instance, we're introduced to him as he's um, running afoul of his constant quarry, a uh, like a like a furry grifter named Marin Hierogriff, and um, they and like they. At, yeah, they kind of got kind of like a uh, like a um, coyote and roadrunner relationship going with um, Zane being the uh, Zane being the coyote and um, Marn being the uh, roadrunner. But and even though like um, Zane still can't catch this guy, he still like so he still has to attend the uh, let's see the knighting ceremony for all the for all the Padawans late um, later this night. Now Zane's kind of like in the. Uh, as mentioned, he's kind of like uh, on the low end of the scale here, so he's just kind of resigned to the fact that hey, you know, I'm gonna sh- just gonna show up and so show up, just not get picked, and like uh, just then go make a night of things. Right. So when he, but then, mentioned surprise me, he shows up at the ceremony and finds that all the other Jedi Masters there have slain their Padawans. Hmm. Yeah. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Not hmm. wanting to stick around, Zane Zane hightails it out out of there, winds up. Let's see. Winds up hooking up with hooking up with Griff, and um, then making a making a, a valiant escape of things, because now he's got to go on, go and find out why his it's like why his um why his masters want um killed killed his killed the Padawans and want and now want him dead as well. Now we know this because apparently they've seen they've had a force vision of some of a um, mysterious figure who's going to um bring down the uh, bring down the Republic, and and so they figure, and they they think it was, they thought it was some of their it was, it was going to be one of their Padawans. And with Zane um, 
I'm being the one who got away, their sights are now set squarely on him. Now, they're not, they haven't quite gone over the dark side yet because they still vigorously believe that they, they're doing the right thing. But, but still, it's like, it's, it's really hard not, to, even, it's really hard to like find any moral ambiguity in this kind of, kind of argument right here. Yeah, still, um, the series is, series is actually, is overall, um, pretty entertaining. It's, it's not great storytelling by any means, but it's still, it's still entertaining enough if you like Star Wars stuff. I mean, I still think, um, John Ostrander's work in, um, The Clone Wars and Legacy is, like, best of the business, but writer John Jackson Miller, um, does, does a pretty good job here. I mean, he, first of all, he does a great job in, like, um, in, like, in, in creating these characters. Like, Zane, as I said, he's likably pathetic. I mean, like, he, and it's not to the point where you get like some, like some like some loser hero who like like that kid from Kickass who you just think that that's so, so pathetic you just want to smack him around a couple times. But Zane, I mean, he actually it's like he does. I mean, like he actually does succeed in doing the right thing, but he just but he just doesn't doesn't have the presence or the skills to be as cool as cool or as successful as he'd like to be. But still, it's like he's this. It's fun to watch him succeed in spite of himself most times, and um, his buddy Griff, even though he's like this standard like your standard like um, oh I'm trying to work every angle here and I like, trying to try and get get the best de- get the best deal type of character, like he still he still winds up being being um, pretty pretty likable because he because even when because even when like the, like like things are things are grim, things are at their grimmest he still wind, winds up finding a way to do the right thing ultimately do the right thing and help. Help people out, and the relationship that he and Zane um, develop over the course of the series is actually pretty impressive. Because like the more they learn learn about each other, the more they get like kind of like a mutual respect, and um, and Griff learns to appreciate Zane's earnestness. Zane learns learns to appreciate um, Martin's cunning and scheming, and it's fun to see them see them grow over the course of the course of the series. You also get um, other let's see other character other characters like say. The, like the mysterious, serious Jariel. It's like one of the who's living with who's living with the um, with the equally mysterious um camper, uh, senile electronic electronic genius in the bo- in the bottom of the terrace terrace city. You got um Jariel, the mysterious serious Mandal- Mandalorian death commando. Let's see, and, it's like and also just it's like, and also it's like some familiar faces from the video games as well. Like I I like seeing um. Like seeing um Carthonasi, who really is like in the game like this, he's just kind of like your standard boring Bioware um, lead male character, but who um whose most entertaining um moment in the game is when you is when you're playing the dark side role and you can send him you send him running off into the wilds in his underwear if you um know how to how to work things. Mm-hmm. Here, um for, when he shows up, he's actually he actually winds up being uh, you know kind of kind of cool kind of cool and heroic in, in this case. But also you get to see um get to see what um what Malak or Darth Malak, as he's called in the games, was like before he went over to the dark side here. And while he was definitely like a very heroic Jedi, he's wait, he's there's bits of proactiveness and anger to his to his manner that basically you look at this and think, hmm, yeah, and you definitely see how he becomes this how how he becomes this guy um later on. And and another thing I liked about the series is like in addition to tying into the um the video game, it also ties into um. Like the uh, Tales of the Jedi comics that Dark, um, that Dark Horse has published over the years. Now, mm-hmm. I've talked about these before, and yes, I realize that they were um, actually quite terrible. <laughs> there's, there's still, yeah, there's still some, some of the first comic books I read, 
and uh, I've always gonna have a soft spot to, soft spot towards them. Oh. So to see um so to see uh, um um Jack John Jackson Miller working um familiar characters like like Master Arca um like Ulick Ulick Keldroma um and Exar Kun it's like into the story as well as making um, lots of references to the up to um Exar Kun's fabled Sith War it's like like I was it it just it just warm warmed my heart with a nice it warmed my it warmed my fan, my fanboy heart. Yeah, so. the, the cockles of your fanboy heart. <laughs> yes, yes, it touched the cockles in a very special manner. <laughs> yeah. So overall, it's like I can't say this is like we're not must buy stuff, but hey, it's like if you're a Star Wars fan, you find these things in the half off bins. Then hey, it's like it's, it's worth your time to pick them up because like volume like volumes one through nine. It's like still it tells a good story overall, even though it's kind of interesting to see that um, the main story of um, of Zane's uh, of Zane's uh, um, like fugit Zane's uh, Zane's um, quest to um, clear his name and expose um, the wrongdoings of his masters is wrapped up in Volume Six. Now it comes to a satisfying ending, but then like it kind of goes. Then there's three more volumes after that, which um, which rather than kill time. They actually um, serve to uh, just like tie up some um, loose plots in the series. So even though it's like the main story wraps up, the, like, the subsequent volumes are still are still pretty entertaining, and it does come to a nice, satisfying conclusion in Volume Nine. Even though it's and well, I like some of the twists they do in the last volume. Um, Jackson Miller um, winds up um, clobbering you over the head with exposition in, in certain parts in order to um, get get across some of the twists. That he's been setting up um, since the very beginning of the series. Mm. Yeah, but he's also um, um, aided and abetted by some very talented um, artists over the uh, over the course of the series. Um, chief among them is Brian Ching, who does who does some ni- does, uh, does a nice um, does a nice pe- does some nice pencil artwork, which I'm let's see, it doesn't look like it's been inked, but it's like the co- but the coloring is um, superb to the point where it reminds me of um, Carrie Nord's work on Dark Horse's um, Cone. Conan series only applied to a night to, to the familiar star like Star Wars stuff, and it looks say it looks great whenever he like whenever he's doing it, and um, more often than not they do um, the creators do find some some able fill-in artists um, to, um whenever he's not around. There's also like along with the uh, cause, like aside from Ching, you've also got um, Bong Dazo who aside from got a funny name, he's got like a slightly cartoonish art style that doesn't quite mesh well with um, with Ching's more Photorealistic style, but he's still, um, but he's still, he's still a capable storyteller, and it's still, it's so cool, and it's still cool to see his interpretations of, of the characters, and also then you've also got other, other artists like, um, like Dustin Weaver and Trevor Foreman doing fill-ins. So overall, you got a book that, that even though it doesn't have this like consistently regular artist for the most part, it still looks looks good from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, so overall, it's not like I said, it's not bad, but it's also kind of like illustrates like kind of the things that I like, like things I could um, pick up when I go to Comic Con. I mean, like stuff that, um, just something that you know, it's like I've heard, heard I'm kind of on the fence about, but I want to give it a try at a, re- at a reduced price. At and a reduced price, that's the yes. key. Yes, <laughs> yes, and that's yeah, and that that's what I got here. So overall, like I said, like it's good, and it's and really, it's far better than a than a licensed spinoff of a licensed spinoff. Um, like should should be, and I will, and I have to admit, I am that I've read this. I am interested in reading um, John Jackson Miller's new Star Wars series coming 
coming out later this year called um, called Night Errant, which takes place about a thousand years prior to the events of um, the events of the, of the um, regular Star Wars movies. So Man, wow. we'll see how that yeah we'll see how that goes. And also, just want to let, let people know, it's like in case this is coming up in a couple months, but Dark Horse apparently heard my pleas last year for a for an edition of um of the uh, of of John Ostrander's um Clone Wars comic comics that that he that he that he wrote um, together because well well I love the stuff he did in the Clone Wars series um all the other stuff is just kind of is kind of like ranges from okay to to kind of blah mm-hmm. um the volume is called um Qui Gon um God damn it Yeah, sorry, name just escaped me right now. Give me a second to think all right. about it. Oh, mm-hmm. All right, I got it. Okay. okay, the volume is called um, Quinlan Voss, Jedi in Darkness. It's going to collect all of the uh, material that um, Ostrander has written, written for him, along with the promise of um, of 120 um, pages never collected before. So on one hand, it's like if I'd known that was coming, I probably, I probably would have um, I probably would have um, skipped on picking up the extra volumes this year at, at, at the con, but still. It's going to sound like it's going to be a fantastic volume. Fantastic volume, and even though I pretty already bought most of these, yeah, I figure if I can get it for six bucks um, at the Dark Horse table next year, eh, might look good on my might look good on my wall. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it up. And next week we're going to talk about that that great subject known as global manga. Global yeah. manga. All right. Yes. Fantastic. All right. Okay. We'll see you next time. Later. Later, guys.